Welcome back. Uh, later on the show, top of the uh, third hour, we've got Morning Glory Jeopardy, um, Webby's favourite seg. Uh, oh. On the back of Tavita Pangai starting a boxing career and Nelson Tamalolo having a swing as well. Uh, we're going to do rugby league and boxing. But uh, been another eventful week for the greatest game of all. Uh, Tavita Pangai uh, announced his retirement out of the blue, taking up a boxing career. <sighs> Boys, what do we think is going on here? Uh, uh, I, I can't help but think he must have had a discussion with Gus and Cameron Seraldo. There, there must have been something. I, I, I can't believe that he would go in purely on his own accord and say, I'm done. When I first heard this, I thought, I went, oh, no, someone told me before as a broke, and I was like, no, 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 that can't be right. He just he means he's going to go box in the off-season and then come back. No. no. And, and reading Gus Gould's quote about, you know, Tavita Panga Jr. saying, I'm a too much money, it's too much pressure... What I what doesn't add up for me is is like if if Tavita Pango Jr. genuinely that's what his concern was, reduce his contract, keep playing rugby league. Like if that's yep. genuinely his concern, mate, get on four hundred grand, go play some like play rugby league at the Dogs or whoever wherever you want to play it. I, I personally believe. Um, look, I think there would be some truth to it. I think Tavita Pango Jr. has discussed the fact of the pressure, and I think that's true. Yep. But I also think the Bulldogs have tapped him on the shoulder and said, mate, yeah, yeah, because there's been talked, you know, the salary cap pressure there. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. But it, not all of it, like um, Tavita, it's been a very difficult season up and down. A lot of them have been for Tavita, but, you know, the origin situation. So there's been a lot that's taken a toll. But, boys, do you think he'll be back? I, I, I'm certain he'll be back in the NRL boxing. What, you know, 10, 15 grand a fight? You know, like, and, that's... And it's a... It, <laughs> It's a tough sport. It's a tough oh, sport. It's if you can't sport. commit to league, how are you going to commit to boxing? Hundred mm. percent. Like it is such a, it's such a lonely sport. I reckon is the best way to describe boxing. And, and you know, the now, thing- despite everyone around you, like it is a lonely sport. And if you're trying to get onto a pay per view channel just to get a decent earn out of it, that's hard in itself, mate. Really, thing- I'd be I'd be stunned if he's not back within a year. That's the thing about boxing. Is with boxing is it's as opposed to a team sport where the better you get, the easier it is, the easier it gets. In boxing, the better you get, the tougher it gets because they keep marching you up and fighting better opponents. Yeah. Uh, by the way, at the moment, you know, and talking about the dogs, how how bad were the dogs against the Knights the other day? Some some of those some of those defensive efforts. Now Cameron Serraldo has has brought some blokes to the club, some big name players to the club. And I, th- in my opinion, th- those blokes have allowed their standards to drop. Some of those defensive efforts, Viliami, I understand, you know, he's he's a long way short of his match fitness, but a couple of times, Viliami just put his hand out. Yeah, it was like a, yeah. you know, a touch football. I, I agree with you that you know some players are definitely not playing as high as they did at uh, previous clubs. I also have been quite surprised at some of Seraldo's decisions. You know, to start Tavita Pangai Jr. and Luke Thompson mm. and Viliami Kikau. All at once, Luke Thompson hasn't played for essentially, you know, a season. You've got uh, Tavita Panga Jr., notoriously not a good motor. He's an impact player. You've got Kikau that's coming back. He's in his second or third game. Then a few weeks ago against the – oh, was against the Knights again. You had – he debuted Rajab, not like starting debut. He had Alamotti and another young guy altogether. And I, I spoke about it then and I, I think I bring – like I think he just has sometimes too much faith yep. in, in players yep. that – He's used to having faith in players because he was in Penrith, yeah. whereas these guys aren't – they're not Penrith, st- no. I guess, stock. You, you know, like uh, going into the game too, as an, 
I said it last week, I was nervous about this game from a Newcastle perspective because you had Army second game back. It was, I think, the best side they put on the park this year. Mm. Two-week break, they had the bye. I thought, mate, they're going to be sky high and really up for this. And early in the game, the first five, ten minutes, you're going, holy dooly, they're yeah. on. Like Tavita, his first two or three runs, mate, he, he was driving yeah. through the line, 15, 20-minute runs. And I thought, mate, the upset might be on here. And suddenly, just the arse end just fell out of everything. As I said before, some of the, the Tyson gamble, the try, the defensive effort for Tyson to go through, even Tyson couldn't believe it. Mm. Yeah, and and I, that's I, – look, I understand Serraldo. He's still a rookie coach, and I do believe he has a bright future in the game. But, you know, Tavita and that forward pack kind of falling off, that's what probably should happen. You know, Luke Thompson hasn't played for a season. Of course he's going to gas at the five- or ten-minute mark. I felt it was a bit unfair on Thompson. And Tavita, like, how many times does he need an opportunity to start and not fulfill what he needs to do? He, they'd all turned when he threw a stupid offload and they lost the ball. It's a great yeah. shame with Pangai Jr., I reckon. Mm. Remember like, remember those few, those, how he was playing at the Broncos there a few years ago? Like, he, he, had, was, he took Tamalolo one in that game. That's and, right. and that's And that's the problem, that's right. I think, sometimes, Webby, is it's the curse of potential or players. It's a little bit like, yeah, for Tavita, sometimes I think that performance every now and then for him just reassures. If, if you know what I mean, yeah, you know, I, that I've got keeps it. I can him, do it, yeah, yeah, like I can do this. And this is why coaches fall in love. When we say about Tavita, you know, if he came back, he could miss all next year's preseason, mm. but someone will pick him up because they remember that performance against Talmalolo. Mm. They, they they'll just pick him up I, on potential. I just wonder. I know it's all hindsight and it's all hypotheticals. How things would have gone if Bennett had stayed. At the Broncos. Like, Bennett seemed to get the best out of him. Um, Made him and, and, look, it's Tavita's talent to waste. Like, he can do whatever he wants. I just think it's a great shame that he, you know, we were talking about him as an adjective. You get pang-eyed, you know, like yeah. the way – that was how strong he was as a, a runner of the ball. And to see him sort of wither on the vine like he has, the origin performance wasn't great, and, and be in and out of out, – in and out of form and now in, in and now out of the sport at the end of the year. Because remember Ricky Sad. was criticised because he was at Canberra. And Ricky let him go. Yeah. And when he first hit at Brisbane, everyone's going, what have you done? Is Ricky kidding? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, he, yeah. he let Tavita Pangai walk out the door. Mm. Uh, Payne Hass, fellas, uh, extended his deal at the Broncos, 1.1 to 1.2 a year. Well done to Payne. Um, you know, that's he's more than entitled to go to the market. As we said last week, NRL, not real long. And he's done a really good job. Uh, look, common sense decision. You know, you can you can get other clubs who can offer you one and a half million, but at the end of the day, you're at a, you're at a club that's on the up and up. You're going to win a competition, and you're sitting alongside a go forward partner in Pat Carrigan, who I think those two blokes lend up the best one two punch as far as yardage the game has seen. Mm. Yeah, the premiership window is open for Brisbane, so I think they need to with him. Signing on again, I reckon that gives them an extra boost this year. I reckon they're going to start to, as Kempi, you were up there, uh, and you said that they are looking, the they, they are looking very relaxed, very confident up there. Yeah, it's definitely you know a great bunch of young boys, and they just they definitely have a quiet confidence in their ability. You know, even you know being in the sheds during the game or before the game. There was almost a businessman-like approach to the way they, they did things. There was, you know, it was very impressive to watch. And honestly, it reminded me of, you know, I was part of the squad in 06, obviously didn't play in it. It did remind me of that. It really did. A very strong confidence in their what their systems were, their belief in each other. And also just, you know, I know a lot of uh, fans may go, oh, of course, you know, every club, you know, they're all mates. 
But there's a difference between oh, them. Oh, there is a difference. Yeah, it wasn't until I left Newcastle yeah. that I realised what professional sport really was, mm. and that's playing in a team. Yeah, you know, alongside guys giving your all, even though you mightn't like a lot of them. Yep, and and and, and the good thing, you, you look at Penrith. <laughs> you, you look at Penrith, and you know one thing that doesn't get talked about a lot is is that how look how tight they all are. Yeah, like, they the are thing. super the super tight between them. That's yeah. why they're that's why they're you know they're bucking the the salary cap trend yeah. despite aspersions that have been cast upon them. <laughs> and that's that's interesting when you were saying that. Denner, they're in the sheds, they're very pragmatic, they're very quiet, they're just assured. Because when they hit the paddock, the way they play when, once they hit the paddock, you'd, you imagine they'd be in there whooping it up. Mm. Uh, I tell you what, going forward into the future, I mean, Reese Walsh on about 450 at the moment. 450, yep. 450. Carrigan will get a decent bump up. Mm. Uh, you know, the value wise. Ezra, Ezra, I mean, Ezra, yeah. he's proved, yeah. proved himself. Hey, Billy Walters. Yeah. I yeah. mean, all of those players, all of those players individually are getting better. Mm. As well as Ez, the team. Ezra has I been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. He's and he is he is the standout star in most Broncos games. He he is he honestly he reminds me of nineties rug nineties uh, Broncos. He just just that ability to attack from anywhere, confidence, yeah. you know, every single set he's willing to have a go. But also in defense. Yeah. Like he jams blokes in defense. He's not a yeah. big boy. Do you know what it's very similar to? That the spine is very, very similar to the twenty seventeen Melbourne Storm. Mm. Right, okay. When I say spine, let's say uh, seven, six, and one. Mm. In the fact, back of the nose side, you had Cooper Cronk who was running the whole field, and you had Billy Slater and Cameron Munster playing like two fullbacks. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's how yeah. they're playing at the moment. You've got Reynolds running the whole field, mm. and you've got Walsh and Ezra who are just electric runners of the football. Yeah. It's very, very similar. Yeah, Reese Walsh, isn't that? It could go down as one of the best value signings ever because. He's completely changed the club since coming back. We had all of these, you know, really key ingredients in Payne, in Paddy. We get Reese for absolute unders, 450 for mm. a couple of years. It's truly one of the better signings. You know, I know he was already at the club and that's his home and that, but still, it's it's crazy that he's on 450 because he is so good. Well, how much are you going to pay him in a couple of years' time? Like, <laughs> oh, you know? my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, doesn't happen, mate. that doesn't happen up in Brisbane. Just for, free Where paddle. Where by the book, mate? I don't know about you other clubs. Free We're merchandise, free beer, and free power. <laughs> free sloppy Joe. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, give me a break. Give me there a break. There it is. There it is. Uh, boys, just quickly, a couple of players who are on their, their way back. Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, last week, Royal Reports, was exceptional for the Sunshine Coast. Semi Walker, 18th man. Interesting. We're talking about four, mm-hmm. like Drew Hutchinson, fantastic last week, but it would not surprise me if he goes into the 14 jersey tonight, semi. Yeah, I'm super surprised. It, it, there must be, well, there's definitely more going on than, than we know, but I just, I can't get my head around the fact that Sam Walker was dropped, you know, when they were struggling. It's been so much, you know, confl- uh, conflicting news coming out as to, is he injured? Is he out for the season? Is he not? And then Drew Hutchinson has literally the game of his career. Like, and he's a huge reason why the Roosters season is still alive. Mm. And then Sam Walker comes back in. It, I'm just, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm just surprised. It doesn't. Well, haven't they said no? Yeah. Trent Robinson said he's not coming back. Yeah. Well, he's been named 18th. He's 18th man. And named it, and he was, and he was playing. He was exceptional. Well, we'll see last if Robbo's a liar because he has said yesterday <laughs> that he will not be playing. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's not like rugby league, though, to be but like, a little even if, <laughs> even if he doesn't play this weekend, he's still getting named 18th man, and I kind of feel like, well, if you're Drew Hutchison, you're going, oh, okay, so I'm you know, a, 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 just a solid game away from getting replaced. Yeah. Drew Hutchison off contract, too. Is he? Mm. Oh, I would I would keep I would, if I'm the roosters tooth. if I'm the roosters because I've let a few how can I say this people not of the players of not of the greatest uh, moral fibre into their club mm. the last few years Drew Hutchinson is a solid clubman you keep him don't you absolutely you want to keep him keep there him. It's part of the DNA well the, the question will be uh, Webby is that if you look at all these other clubs who are desperate for a halfback and someone who can steer them around the park, are they, get, are they going to be able to compete mm. against a side who are going to pay Drew two or three hundred well, I mean, dollars overs? You look, yeah. at, you look at the Tigers, him with Bud Sullivan. Um, I'd be okay with going in next year with that at the moment compared to what they have. Yeah. Mm. What do you think about young Sullivan's decision to go to the Tigers? Oh, it's a tough one because it would have been a great deal for where great, he's at. Great deal. Get you know, that. Ben Hunt, it, I assume Ben Hunt's staying because if he's not, it's... I mean, it's strange, isn't it? Oh, strange. Oh, God. I'd love to know what's going on with Hunt. I can't get a read on it. No. And no. so, look, is it the best environment for a seven? History would say no. Mm. But Bud Sullivan is a very talented guy that... Maybe it's just a great opportunity for him to run a team because he has won jersey flags, all that. So maybe it's his time. This is what he's wanted. Yeah, yeah. On the on the roosters, we're talking about. Can the roosters eels tonight? Do you reckon the, do you reckon the eels have any chance of being I, the roosters? Look, it's I, it's, I, out, it's course, out there. It's out course, Combank. Of course they do, but no Mitchell. But I, I look without Mitchell Moses. Look, if you know Dylan Brown. Brad Arthur came out a couple of weeks ago and said, Dylan Brown needs to repay his teammates. Well, here you go. Yeah. Dylan, yeah. this is your side tonight and you've got to do it. One, one, one team gets a line through It just has a kicking game, though. Like Mitchell Moses, yeah. watching them play the Broncos, that was the thing that put so much pressure on the Broncos for the first 20 minutes. It was purely Mitchell Moses' kicking game and Mitchell mm. Moses coming down short sides to just catch the Broncos on the back foot. And I just wonder, mm. you know, even if Dylan Brown plays the best game he possibly can, where do they get that kicking game from? Yeah, spot on. Right up. We'll take a break, boys. After the break, it's the People's uh, Segment. European Vacation Movie of the Week.